Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now. With the latest on your Raiders and the NFL. Your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Hey, happy Friday, Raider Nation. It's Friday. Mo, it's Friday. You're off today. Sort of. Right? So. <laughs> oh, what a great opening. Uh, Scott Branson, Mo Moten. It is the mailbag edition of Silver and Black today here on this Friday as we head in. The Raiders off to Chicago. Okay, I won't sing for you. They're off to Chicago. They will, they will, where they will get me a Italian beef. And Mo, they will deliver to Mo's, Mo's house in New York a Chicago hot dog, which has no ketchup on it. So yes, that's okay. land. I got ketchup. No, no ketchup on hot dogs. The Raiders will find out. But anyway, they're going to Chicago. And if you listen to the show yesterday, we uh, had on Dan Bernstein. We talked a lot about the Bears. Uh, I, we like the Raiders tomorrow, or Sunday, excuse me, not tomorrow. Uh, Raiders Sunday. So we'll see. So hopefully it'll be a more decisive win. So all of you out there will be a little happier. It'll be nice. But we got the mailbag, Mo. Are you ready for the mailbag? We got voicemails we got a long one from our resident raider nation stand-up comic and that is aj Demello. we're gonna play the whole thing i decided well it's three minutes yeah so you and i like if you're watching us on youtube the call will be going and mo and i'll be drinking something because it's it's a long call but we got some good stuff so we want to get to that and surprisingly it's good because we got i'm just i just i'm enamored with the people who listen to our show and watch it on youtube because they're realistic we have a couple really negative people, and you know who you are on on YouTube, uh, and they're cool though. I mean, no problems. They just like to, to 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 vent constantly. But when we get emails and we get voicemails here on the show, 
they're always really on target. So I'm excited about this. And I love the fact that we're getting the calls now, right? Because we get to hear these guys. And gals, maybe. And gals. Hi, Mo. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to take me to sushi. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, we do have one call today. So when you're listening, and I know you, by the way you talk to us on the message, I know you're a longtime listener because you mentioned it, but you didn't leave your name. So I'm going to play your thing anyway. Usually I would disqualify you if you don't leave your name because I just leave three instructions. Name, where you're calling from, and then your question. Okay. But we're going to play it anyway because I liked it. Uh, so we'll get to that. So whoever you are, make sure you tweet at Mo or I or the show who you are when we play. All right. Here we go, Mo. We're going to go to this first call and then um, we'll, we'll jam on it. Here we go. Gentlemen, uh, this is Anders in Oakland. Love the show. Frequent listener writer and now caller uh, lots of complaints about the lack of Adam's targets uh, for good reason uh, I was wondering if you think that could be possibly be because of uh, McDaniels's well-documented loathing uh, of Q quarterbacks changing his call play at the line of scrimmage uh, I rewatched much of the game and there are a number of plays where Adams was actually single covered but the play wasn't to him Instead, it, the, sort of the pre-snap call, no matter what, come hell or high water, with the progression of reads coming from that pre-snap call. Uh, to me, if a quarterback sees Adam single covered, you change the call at the line of scrimmage and throw it to him every time. <laughs> uh, I do know that Brady certainly changed the calls at the line of scrimmage, but perhaps you know he had Belichick's blessing. You know, Carr basically said he wasn't allowed to, uh, you know, under McDaniels, and he was run out of town. So keen to hear your thoughts on that. As a PS, uh, you guys did get my name pronounced correctly. It is Anders, uh, like Daniel Carlson's brother, not Anders. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there you go. Anders, thank you, man. He's written in a bunch of times. What a great call, Mo. I mean, guy knows his football. That's why I'm telling you why I love our listeners. But go ahead and take – his point about the call at the line you're seeing, and he's right because there is times when, when Devonte Adams, and we talked about it on yesterday's show about Devonte Adams and targeting um, where he's single coverage and you're not seeing the quarterback go to him. We, we talked about it earlier today. I mean, well, actually Thursday, right? Yeah. So there was a conversation with Devonte Adams, I believe Brian Hoare on the sideline. And again, I don't know what was said, but I'm sure as Andres pointed out, he's probably telling Hoyer, look, you see single coverage on me. Give me a chance. Throw me the football. He's not being selfish, but he's saying, look, I can win my one-on-one, -on -one, you know, matchups. You know, it's, it's the double coverage that you have to be careful with. But if it's me one-on-one -on -one with whoever's on the other side of the football, throw it to arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I get it. I totally understand that. And to Andre's point about lack of flexibility in Josh McDaniels' system, I obviously haven't played for Josh McDaniels. But if I just piece things together for the puzzle, I would say that there isn't a lot of flexibility in his offense. I don't mm -hmm. think I don't think quarterbacks are allowed to change much once they get to the line of scrimmage. I think once the play is designed to go to a certain receiver or pass catcher, that quarterback has to execute that play. Now, if he if he deviates from that, that play better, you know, execute for some yardage because then he's going to hear from Josh McDaniels. And I think part of that is. When you have a Jimmy Garoppolo who's coming over from San Francisco, you have a young rookie quarterback in Aiden O'Connell. I don't want to say, call them system quarterbacks, but I think Josh McDaniels is a quarterback who's going to run his play. And I think yes. we said that during the offseason. 
Yep. Run the play that I called how I called it. Yeah. And so Anders, great call, dude. Finally, finally glad to hear you. And we appreciate you calling in from Oakland. What a great call. Good stuff and great conversation. All right. We move on now to our next call. And uh, this is my unknown guy. So I don't know who you are, but when you listen to the show, make sure you ping us. Uh, but here we go with our call number two. Hey, Scott. Hey, Mo. Thanks for taking my call. Just want to say I'm uh, happy to see a, a win streak. Max Crosby closed the game for us, and I'm happy to see it. I feel like the one thing, you know, if I had to compare Khalil Mack and Max Crosby was Max didn't close enough games like Khalil Mack did for us. You know, not to take anything away from Max Crosby, but it's just, it's just nice to finally see him close the game for us, and I hope, you know, he continues that trend and becomes a Raider great as he's already turning towards um, that feat. So it's great to see that. One of the things I, I'm thinking about for the, you know, week week seven here is that with Jimmy G being out, you know, who do you play? Aiden O'Connell or, you know, Brian Hoyer? And for me, I see benefits in both. I feel like you'll get more um, – you'll get, you'll get better – Ball placement with, with Aiden, you know, you'll get those probably, you know, mid-route passes, uh, mid-play passes that are going to be more, um, you know, accurate than Brian Hoyer. You saw Brian Hoyer missed a lot of these short, easy passes. I feel like he wasn't super pinpoint, but with Brian Hoyer, he, he, he has a better, you know, deep ball. I mean, obviously we saw it a couple times. I'm not going to, you know, champion the deep ball, you know, <laughs> threat out of all the quarterbacks, you know, that are out there or anything, but I just feel like that's something to consider seeing that the run game got a little bit better when he made that deep ball and it plays the defense a little more honest and so that they're prepared for that. With Aiden O'Connell, I don't know if he can have that deep ball threat. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks for taking my call. All right, there you go. Great call. Great call. Make sure you let us know who you are so we can we can give you full props on that one. But brings up a good point we talked about yesterday as well, which is the idea of which quarterback to start. I agree. I think it's got to be O'Connell. I think it will be O'Connell. But that point there towards the end of the call about how the deep ball opened up the run, because you saw Josh Jacobs, and we talked about that Tuesday, you saw Josh Jacobs get freed up a little bit and be able to run in space because they were stretching the field. It's kind of like that old myth. I, I don't know if you remember this old myth that you have to have an effective run game or establish a run to run play action effectively, and that's been disproven. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't I don't believe that you necessarily have to hit on all your deep ball pass, passes to open up the run game. I'm not saying that the caller said this or you said this, but as he mentioned on the call, just the fact that the defense has to respect the deep ball could open up things for the run game. Now, Aiden O'Connell, to me, he has the strong arm, but he's not the most accurate deep ball thrower. So there's gonna there are gonna be some misfires there. But even if they were to start Aiden O'Connell, the fact that he can stretch the field, I think as the caller said, if you have to respect the deep ball, it could open up things for Josh Jacobs. Because I go back to the stat that I pointed out last week. Josh Jacobs, I believe the stat said he was seeing eight man boxes 24% of the time last year. This year it's up to 32%. Huge. You got to get that safety. You got to get that safety to respect some passes downfield. And to do that, whether it's Aiden O'Connell or Brian Hoyer, you got to take some shots downfield, preferably to Devontae Adams. You do. You do. All right. Thank you, unknown caller. 
the unknown <laughs> caller. He's forever known as the unknown caller until he tells me his name. Um, all right, we're gonna do an email now. It's a really long one, but I want I'm gonna I'm gonna try to encapsulate it as I go along, Mo, because uh, there's some good point in this. It says, "Hey Scott and Mo, apologies, long email parentheses hearken reader to the test." So he's 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 talking about Gary. Because uh, Gary will send mm -hmm. us some long ones. It says, first, I'll really appreciate the work you do. Been listening to you for years, Scott, since the days of Chaz and Kelly. Wow. Somebody remembers Kelly. That's for Kelly because I know he's listening. I really do think you're always uh, brought an unbiased look with you and Mo. And I've been reading his work for years. And when you finally started podcasting with you, it was great. I listened to your podcast in Australia on my wow. one and a half hour commute. So he is in Australia. He said, okay, here's my topic. A few weeks ago, Murph on the post-game show brought up the whole tanking is ridiculous and you're not a fan if you're rooting for a loss. I started properly supporting the Raiders in 2007, the Jamarcus Russell draft. Um, so although not as long as a lot of fans, all I've seen is mediocrity. Uh, but he talks about waking up at four in the morning to watch the games, just like our good friend Rossi the Aussie does. The Raiders remain a team that is not the worst, but they are also not ever in the upper echelon, just sort of in the middle and oscillating between. Um, in life, it's worth it to have a little pain or sacrifice to get better. Are we really happy as fans to continue with five and 11 seasons? I feel like that's what we're about to go through again. Yes, a win feels good, but we are not getting enough of it for it to matter. And he says, um, uh, you can't get players to tank and coaches won't always want to win. But how would Denver being so bad? Is it crazy to think that we may have Mahomes, Herbert and Williams or May in the division with the Raiders with Jimmy G? And that is Khalid down in Australia. So Khalid, thank you, man, for your email, which was sent yesterday or tomorrow because you're ahead of us. So uh, anyway, but Khalid, that's awesome. Thank you, man. But good point. I mean. I get what he's saying about the mediocrity and you want to be happy with wins, but you don't want to be five and 12, six, you know, six and 11, uh, seven and 10 forever. Shout out to Raider Nation in Australia. There are a lot of Raider fans in Australia. I mean, from the people that I communicate with on social media, the email is Rossi, who I beat not too long ago in fantasy football. Shout out to Rossi. <laughs> uh, a lot of Raider fans out there down under. But I'll say this about the whole tanking and loot bottoming out to get better. Here's the thing with, with this, right? The Raiders are 3-3 three and three right now. So we, I, I'm sure in the locker room, they believe that they're going to win more than five, six games. They're, I'm sure they're believing, like, look, if we get the offense going – we could sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Now, the fan perspective is, well, this team doesn't look as good as some of the upper echelon teams. We're definitely headed for no man's land mediocrity, anywhere from five to eight, nine wins. We're not going to get the court. We're not going to get a top quarterback prospect, and we're just going to be mediocre. But when you look at it from the, as I said, from the team perspective, they're not looking at it that way. And I go back again to what I said about the 2020 season, of the 2021 season. A lot of people thought the Raiders were dead in the water. They sneak into the playoffs. Now, did it help them in the long run with draft capital? No, it didn't. But I will go back to the my bigger point is regardless of where you're drafting, right? First overall, fifth overall, 20th overall, 21st overall, you have to have the coaching staff to develop those players. There are teams that finish with seven, eight, nine wins, but you know what? They hit on their draft picks and able to develop those players into key players. Now, the Raiders had a bunch, as you said recently, the Raiders had a bunch of first round picks. What do they have to show for it? Cleveland Farrell is now in San Francisco. Damon Arnett is not in the league. Henry Ruggs, different situation, not in the league. Leatherwood, complete bust. 
So they had the high draft capital. Now, in other words, mid first round, but think about it. They they had a Cleveland Farrell fourth overall pick and they fumbled it. Bad pick, right? Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. matter if you have number four, number 24, you have to make the right choices once you get that draft pick. And I think that's the main thing. The Raiders have had an issue with their drafts over the of you know over the last several years. They just can't seem to get their top premium draft picks right. And until they fix that, they're going to be in mediocrity or, or at the bottom of the league. Well, and his point about the division with quarterbacks, I think a lot of people, a lot of Raider fans have already caught on to this and they're like, ooh, wait a minute. So let's say Aiden O'Connell gets a chance this year. And he turns out to be a Cinderella story, fourth round pick, and he comes out and he's a guy who looks like he might be a starter in the NFL. We'll see. I don't know that that's the case. If it's not the case, um, then the Raiders are in trouble. Not only that, if you consider this too, and, and since Khalid brought it up, Mo, if you consider that, if you look at the draft order as it sits today, and I know it'll change, but the Broncos are going to be worse than the Raiders. The Broncos are going to select ahead of the Raiders. They're just going to. Okay, it doesn't mean they have to take a quarterback. I think they will, but because of the class, but maybe they don't. But either way, there's eight teams that could possibly take a quarterback that are ahead of the Raiders. Out of 14, I'm not saying eight quarterbacks are going in the first 14. That's not going to happen. But there are eight teams that possibly could. And so this is where I think the Raiders' big gamble last year, run Derek Carr off, yes. I think everybody's fine with that for the most part. Uh, but bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now the report came out just this last week that they were trying to trade up for CJ Stroud, right? We don't know if that's true or not. I mean, he's doing really well now. So, oh yeah, we were trying to trade up for him. <laughs> Who knows if it's if it's, if it's it's kind of just a false flag or not. But either way, the Raiders have to get a franchise quarterback. It's a good year to maybe make a shot at that. Uh, but if their other division rival gets one and you have, let's say, Drake May, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, although the Chargers aren't doing that great right now. But if you have those three guys in your division and you have Jimmy Garoppolo, that's tough. It's tough. I'll say I'll say one thing about the whole if the Raiders don't bottom out, they're not going to get a viable quarterback. The, there is an alternative option. You can go to veteran route. Sure. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. They're they're now playoff contenders. They went the veteran route. They didn't bottom out and draft the quarterback high. They went and signed Geno Smith. A few yeah. years ago uh yeah. look at the rams they they were kind of in, the, in this no man's land what did they do they went out and they got matthew stafford they sent uh, jared goff over to detroit detroit didn't draft the quarterback high and now they're one of the best teams in the league they didn't have to bottom out to get their quarterback the minnesota vikings perennial playoff contender now they're not good right now but they've they've been viable they didn't bottom out to get their quarterback they traded for him they, they actually signed kirk cousins in free agency so you don't have to get your franchise quarterback from the draft if you're in this no man's land where you're drafting 15 to 20 and you don't necessarily like any of the prospects available go get a veteran quarterback like some of the, these other teams yeah. did and, and compete in the playoffs or look at the 49ers where'd they get their quarterback <laughs> that goes Last to my point time. about development exactly if, if you can't develop the talent you better acquire Doesn't matter. it yeah absolutely acquire it all right, we're going to take just one break in this mailbag show when we come back we're going to get to aj DeMello's epic voicemail and then also we're going to take another message email from our buddy Gary Harkinreader when we come back here on the Mailbag Edition on this Friday of Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. It is Scott. It is Mo. It is Friday. And it is time for the mailbag edition of Silver and Black Today, the home stretch here on this edition. A couple more messages, and then we're going to send you on your weekend for a tall, cool, frosty adult beverage and whatever else you may be doing on this weekend we hope everybody's doing good and getting ready for the Raiders and the Bears on Sunday morning out west, afternoon in the east. Okay, let's get to this voicemail now. It is AJ DeMello, who, if you guys don't know, I actually had AJ on the show way back in the day. Was that You weren't on the show yet, Mo. This is when I was with Kelly and the guys and in Las Vegas at, at CBS Sports. And we had him on the air one Sunday. But anyway, here's AJ. He's got he's been sending me a lot of emails, like like four or five a week, which we can, of course, we could do a whole show with just AJ stuff. But anyway, here's a great call. He's a great Raider fan. And we're gonna let this one go. It's about two minutes and fifty seconds. So here we go. AJ DeMello call here on the mailbag edition of Silver and Black today. Yo, yo, this is AJ DeMello from I'm in Sacramento. Uh, Mo told me to to call in because I was I was saying that uh, you know, it's all kind of lost. You know, you just read it on Josh McDaniel's face, uh, but he's saying you know the Raiders just won. What if the Raiders won three games in a row? What if I magically grew hair on the top of my head uh, for the next three days in a row? I mean, I, I would feel pretty good, but I would know that it's probably a mischievous act from God. You know, he's got a sick sense of humor sometimes. Um, don't believe too much in some of the things that happen. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, if the Raiders win the next three games, and that means Aiden O'Connell's a starting quarterback, Jimmy's pressing too much. He's lost his confidence. The offensive line, you guys were right to point it out last year, even before they started really playing well. Where's the talent? Like we talked with the linebackers. And they played well. They played better than their talent. But the organization, rather than adding to a perceived strength, they said, we're good, like they do with the linebacker and defensive tackle since I've been born. We're good. We're good. Jeez, man. Just, like, I wish this, this coach would swallow his pride because, like, the only way McDaniel's going to save his job is if he starts this rookie quarterback. And even if he's not good enough to not draft a quarterback next year, you're going to show your coaching – cojones by being like yeah we get this rookie quarterback and even if you're not winning more games than you lose i guarantee the offense moves better so and you said they're not measuring the seasons on wins and losses player development then develop your players you can't develop anybody else you're supposed to be a quarterback Jeru dude then develop this quarterback jimmy is who he is he needs a better team around him he's pressing aiden o'connell get more confident as the game goes on Give Farva the freaking coffee. He'll sugar it up for you, okay? You want cream? We'll give you cream, all right? I grew my mustache to support the kid. I think he's got something. I ain't saying he's going to be better than whatever quarterbacks come out next year. we got to find out. 
All right, give us something to, like, hope for. What is to hope for? There ain't nothing to hope for, okay? It's the same thing every year. Probably going to be a new coach or a new quarterback. And they're just a waste. They just waste our time every year. You got Carson Palmer, two first-round picks. West Coast offense wasted that. Okay, that's just one example. This happens year and year and year after with the Raiders, okay? We acquired talent, Antonio Brown. Maybe that wasn't completely our fault. But things just don't happen. So draft a guy and develop him. There you go. A.J. DeMello closes out. He just drops the mic as a, as a comedian. See that dark side of the comedian? You, can see, you see that little edge there, right? All comedians have that edge. And there, but but hey, I can't argue with anything he said, Mo. I could tell, I can hear the pain in AJ's voice. He went all the way back to the Carson Palmer trade. That's how you know there's some deep rooted pain. He brought up, he went all the way back to Carson Palmer. Wow. But anyway, I, I, I can't agree, I can't disagree with anything that AJ said, other than, okay, AJ, what if the Raiders beat the Detroit Lions? Go five and they're five and three. Hmm. And let's say you grow a patch of hair on your head somewhere on the top, <laughs> in the middle somewhere. You know, what's more believable that you're regrowing hair or that the Raiders could possibly sneak into the playoffs? I would like AJ to answer that question. But I'm just saying hmm. that I'm taking it one week at a time because you just never know. Now we're two weeks away from the trade deadline. What if the Raiders pull off a big time trade and all of a sudden the offense looks different? Then we're having a whole different discussion. So, hey, why, why, no, AJ, I get it. You're probably saying it's just setting me up for a big disappointment at the end of the year and the Raiders are going to fall flat on their face. They're going to be eight and nine. Are we going to go through this vicious cycle over and over again? I will say that the Raiders have had some moments where they did make the playoffs and they gave you some hope. Like, how did you feel in 2016 when they made the playoffs? How did you feel in 2021 when they made the playoffs? Did you feel like, okay, maybe we're on the upswing? There's always some hope there, AJ. Keep your head up. There you go. AJ, man, it was an epic call. Thank you again for all your emails mm -hmm. too, buddy. We appreciate you very much. And uh, we'll have to get you on the show sometime. Um, oh, yeah. And maybe you can, you can jam out some, some Raider jokes. Maybe we'll get, yeah. maybe we'll give you some st stuff to work on, like some of our callers and, and, uh, and, and listeners, and you can do a bit on it. It'd be kind of fun. But anyway, AJ DeMello, thank you so much for the call. All right. Before we close out the show, we got one more message. Our, our buddy, Gary, who was pretty much on every show, uh, sent us an email again, Mo, Gary Harkin reader. He says, uh, no, no movie references this time. Just watch the show. Here are my thoughts. One, Patrick Graham knows his players strengths and weaknesses. Instead of looking for an edge rusher, Raiders should be looking for a guard. <laughs> I feel badly for Aiden O'Connell. People talking about drafting another quarterback. If McDaniel stays, Aiden O'Connell is the quarterback. He fits the system. I'm tired of repeating this, but McDaniel's system is a post-snap read system. If Jimmy G doesn't have faith in the O-line, then everything falls apart. As an aside, we as Raider fans thought Jimmy G knew McDaniel's system. We were apparently wrong. There you go. Uh, that is Gary Harkin Reader as well. He says, P.S. A fire needs to be lit under the offense. It's up to Mark Davis to channel his father. There you go from Gary. Um, his point about Jimmy G, you made this last week. You said this point last week exactly. You said he doesn't have confidence in the offensive line, and that's why he looks so nervous back there. He looks a bit skittish. A lot of people, you know, were critical of the Pat, of the previous quarterback for coming some of the same behaviors we're seeing out of Jimmy G right now, which is yeah. interesting. But it's clear that he's, to me, at least from my untrained eye or semi-trained eye, 
he's not comfortable back there. And it it's affecting his game. But the other part of it is that it's affecting his decision-making. Because like I said, there are times where he's not seeing the hook defender. That linebacker that's resting underneath the coverage, he's not seeing it. And that's part of the reason why I say that if he's not giving you the best chance to win, perhaps Aiden O'Connell gives you a better chance to win. I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell is ready to start and throw for 300 yards and have these spectacular games as we saw in the preseason. But if he's if he could do a better job than Jimmy G, why not put him out there and give him a shot to win the starting job? Absolutely. So uh, there you go. Gary, as always, my friend, we appreciate you uh, writing in and letting us know. And that's going to conclude our mailbag uh, edition. Before we go... Mo, I know you have your Bleacher Report live on Sunday right after the game. Uh, and and so that'll be right, right after, like within 10, 15 minutes, correct? And within then I 10, I want 15 people, seconds. <laughs> 10 to 15 seconds. You're just on right there. Um, still with chicken wing sauce on his face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then also people have got to go read your piece on Sports Knot uh, about, about – uh, contracts and the Raiders and uh, Hunter Renfro is an example. So make sure you go up and read that uh, as well. Man, that's a tough one. We didn't get any email on Hunter Renfro this week, but his snaps, you tweeted it out or, or X'd it or whatever the hell we call it. I'm so tired of saying that. I'm just saying tweet. I don't care. Uh, but you you sent that out on X.com this, this like Thursday, I think it was, or Wednesday, where you showed the percentage of snaps and how it's continuing to just go down. What I don't get with the Raiders is there are report there are multiple reporters now saying that they want to trade Hunter Renfro, and I believe it because he clearly doesn't have a role in Josh McDaniels' offense. If you're trying to trade Hunter Renfro, blow the dust off his jersey and put him on the field because yeah. you're going to have to increase his trade value because no one's going to trade for a wide receiver on a fully guaranteed 2023 contract who's coming off an injury-riddled season and has little to no production. The guy has. Nine targets, six catches for 59 yards. Who's trading for that? By the way, Hunter Renfro is going to be 30, I believe, after the 2024 season. So not only is he approaching up there in age, the, the 30 mark, little production, contract is not appealing. At least get him on the field to increase his trade value. They're not doing that. So they, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get a they're going to get a bag of peanuts for Hunter Renfro, and it's going to be which did, what I will call you have to say coaching malpractice. This is front office GM. malpractice. Yes. This is this is business malpractice. Right. How on earth do you make something that you're not using viable to the market by sitting him on the sideline and having him watch the game? Doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's crazy. It's crazy. Make sure you read the piece. It's it's really well done. And uh, if you're a Raider fan, you you have to read it. Um, and I appreciate it. Also, check out my quarterback. For those of you who want the team to continue to lose, <laughs> check out my five quarterbacks. For the Raiders, not just in the top 10 either. I, I go a little bit deeper there so you can take it out. But I did select five and you can check that out up on sportsnot.com. Mo, we will next see you again on Tuesday. So have fun this weekend and we'll talk to you then. 413-2317 Raiders. There you go. Say it again. There you go. Will it into existence. But just say it over and over again, and it'll happen. All right, Raider Nation, for our producer, Mike Robbie, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Colbrans, and this has been Silver and Black Today, the mailbag edition. We will talk to you guys Sunday afternoon after the Raiders game against the Bears. Take care, everybody.